It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Friday, October 13th, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The Baranoff Island Housing Authority and Sitka Tribe of Alaska are partnering to assess tribal housing needs in Sitka with a community survey. In addition to reviewing available data, the assessment will include interviews with stakeholders and data workshops. The research will be conducted by Rain Coast Data in Juneau, the firm that produces Southeast by the numbers and has already completed housing needs assessments for other Southeast communities. In a press release, BHA Executive Director Cliff Richter said, We know that the need for affordable housing in Sitka far exceeds our current ability to serve our tribal community. Having more information on the current needs of tribal households will improve our ability to seek and secure funding for housing programs and housing development. The results from this survey will help shape Sitka's future. Expanding affordable housing was a top objective of the Sitka Tribe of Alaska's strategic plan last year. Understanding the housing needs of our citizens is a top priority, said STA General Manager Lisa Gassman. Gassman said the project is being supported by the Tribal Council with federal funding from the American Rescue Plan Act. The survey is open now through November to tribal citizens. You can find a link to participate in the survey on our website at kcaw.org. Results from the assessment are expected early next year. Following a three-year pause on dropping Alaskans from Medicaid during the the COVID pandemic, the state health department is now changing how it processes renewals to keep more people enrolled. The goal is to reduce the number of people who are disenrolled for procedural or paperwork reasons. That's after more than a third of Alaska's Medicaid recipients were procedurally disenrolled in the first four months following the COVID pause, many for problems with their mailing addresses. And a lot of those disenrolled are actually still eligible for Medicaid, but require more paperwork. Medicaid is federally and state-funded, state-administered health insurance for Americans with lower incomes and disabilities. It serves about a third of Alaska residents. State Public Assistance Director Deb Etheridge says, moving forward, the department will process Medicaid renewals by individual instead of by family union. That means even if an entire family's coverage cannot be automatically renewed, it could be renewed for some family members. And Etheridge says Medicaid disenrollment are paused again, temporarily, so the department can go back through paperwork for families who've already been disenrolled. We needed to really look deeper to see if a member in that household could have remained eligible without further paperwork. Etheridge says in the past three weeks, the department has re-enrolled more than 400 children and 200 adults who were previously disenrolled. She says the pause will continue until they can comb through the paperwork from all of the families that were disenrolled since the processing started in May. Soon, Etheridge says, the department will get more detailed demographic data about who is being disenrolled procedurally. That may change the ways they'd reach out to people who need to renew. We're going to be able to be more strategic in how we do some of our outreach and really see if there's areas of the state that need additional support. Etheridge says the department is also encouraging health care providers to talk with their patients about Medicaid renewals. When Alaska's dogs go missing, they usually find their way home, but not always. Earlier this summer, a Sitka dog became a local legend after she was found more than two months after disappearing from the woods behind her home. KCAW's Meredith Reddick has the story of how Stella the Golden Retriever beat the odds not once, but twice against the Alaska wilderness. 
Stella Mahosky looks like your typical golden retriever. At age 13, her muzzle is gray and her hips sway a little when she walks. She has a trove of stuffed toys and she likes getting chunks of Tillamook cheese as a treat. If you look close, you'll see a long scar across her belly and left leg. That's one of the only clues Stella gives about her 65 days lost in the wilderness this summer. On July 7 of this year, Stella was lounging on her back deck with her family, Sarah and Jerome Mahosky, and kids Kai and Quinn, when a sudden burst of fireworks sent Stella bolting into the woods. The family searched until dark, but they were certain Stella would be on the porch in the morning. The next day, though, they started to get worried, especially when a neighbor shared some ominous news. And they said, did you hear that there was a bear, that bear attacked a dog last night? We had the windows open in the back of the house, and my wife heard this altercation that sent chills up her spine. And basically, I don't think your dog could be alive. Still, the Mahoskies didn't give up hope. After Stella disappeared, Sarah and Jerome's friends started hiking the trails around where she went missing. Community members reported possible sightings, and the Mahoskies investigated every report. After two months of searching, Sarah remembers telling a friend, I feel like there's a 1% chance that she's out there, and so I cannot let go. In early September, they got one final call from Tim Eddy, a friend of Jerome's who was working at the quarry that day. And said, do you have a golden retriever? And he said, well, we did have a golden retriever. And he says, well, I think this is your golden retriever. Jerome called a friend to watch the kids, revved up the four-wheeler, and drove over. At first, he didn't see anything except an expanse of rock. She was on this cliffside, and it was basically this ash and rock that was the same exact color as her. She totally blended in. The fact that Tim saw her, I just kept saying to him, how, I don't, how, how did you see her? Stella likely hadn't been at the rock pit long. There wasn't much in terms of food and water, but the Mahoskies say the sounds and smells of the quarry may have felt like home to Stella. She knows those sounds, and those sounds are safe to her, and they sound like, you know, sounds she's been around her entire life since she was four years old, right? Stella was down to 30 pounds, about half of her normal body weight. She had a wide gash across her left side. So we think she probably hunkered down for quite a while, just probably wasn't able to move a lot and knew that it needed to heal. And she must have, she obviously found a safe space because the fact that she was bleeding and wasn't found by that bear or another bear again is quite the miracle. Miracle is not an exaggeration. The hazards for pets lost in Alaska under these circumstances are myriad, but Stella has a knack for surviving against the odds. In 2015, not long after the Mahoskies adopted her, Stella rode to work with Jerome on a rainy August morning. Heavy rains triggered what now appear to be at least six landslides in Sitka Tuesday morning, prompting the city to declare a state of emergency. The series of landslides that day killed three people and rocked the Sitka community. Jerome narrowly escaped the landslide, but the truck with Stella inside was crushed. He assumed the worst. Then, just a few minutes before rescuers suspended their search due to unstable conditions, Rescuers did manage to pull a dog alive from the debris. Stella surviving a landslide in 2015 could be attributed to luck. Her recovery from the wild in 2023 was luck and something more. 
Sarah says Stella likely survived by foraging. She has always picked her own berries when we are out hiking. She loves dandelion roots. Stella was on a strict diet for the first 10 days. Now she is eating well and is up to 41 pounds. Fried eggs with breakfast and whatever she wants. Stella hasn't revealed much about what happened during her time away, but Sarah says she hasn't changed much. The only difference, she's a little hungrier than before. Do you want a piece of cheese? <laughs> Do you want another piece? <laughs> Reporting in Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick. The Tustamina, a ferry that shuttles passengers between Homer, Kodiak, and Unalaska, is laid up in a shipyard in Seward for repairs. Sam Dapsevich is the public information officer for the Alaska Marine Highway System. He says the repairs could take up to a week. Not something that we can fix while it's in the water, so they're going to haul it out in Seward and, and evaluate it and come up with a repair plan. Affectionately known as the Trusty Tusty, crews are looking to replace a rusted and leaking tail shaft. Dapsevich says ferries like the Tustamina have a life expectancy of just 30 years or so, but the boat has been in operation for almost double that time. He says rusted out parts are a major concern for the Department of Transportation. It's you know way beyond what the normal life would be for a ship like that, and so when these... Uh, Rusted steel, or we, we refer to it as wasted steel, when these kind of issues come up, it's um, we, we have to take care of it. We want to keep the passengers safe and make sure that the, you know, the ship can be out there on the open sea. DOT is looking to solicit bids for a replacement vessel by November and to award a contract by the end of the year. But until a replacement is ready, staff will have to keep up with the aging boat. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now taking a quick look at the weather for Sitka for today, Friday, October 13th, 2023. Today, rain mainly before 10 a.m., high near 59. Southeast winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Chance of precipitation is 80%. Tonight, a 30% chance of rain, mainly after 4 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 52. East winds around 10 miles per hour. You're tuned in to your community radio station, Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Good morning. <laughs>